It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401, every pay-per-view special and ECW TNN in between. You've got myself, Paul, and I'm joined by Jay. What's happening, Jay? You sound so disappointed by being joined by me. <laughs> I am. I just hoped. I always hoped that Griff would have come back. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Griff. Wherever you are, I guess. Um, there you are. Um, uh, it's, this is it. it strange, yeah. Listening to that, you know, for for however many episodes we've been doing this, you've said about you know one all the way to four hundred one, and we've just watched four hundred one. Yeah. So th- this is basically, obviously, we're still back next week with a pay per view. Then. Um, a few Mount Rushmore specials and stuff like that that we'll get into detail nearer the time. But as hardcore TV goes, this is it. This is the final four episodes of hardcore TV from the Super Destroyers and everything we've been through and the Ravens. Here we are, episode 398, 399, 400 and 401. Including a Rushmore for the last 25 episodes. Yeah, so this is this is um, we're doing a rush more, but this is the normal based on the last twenty four episodes rush more, not of all ECW rush more. Yes. I promise you, it's not of all ECW rush. More. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, get to really... the predictions in the rush more. I think the prediction of are any of today's rush more's going to turn up on the old time rush more's of ECW is going to be a fairly easy one to predict. <laughs> But uh, that's crazy. It's just sort of... I, I actually put off watching the last episode for like a day because I thought, wow, I can't believe this is actually the last episode. Then I, I watched it and I wish I'd put it off some more. And It's so very odd. So, I mean, we've been doing this podcast for three years? I'd say about three years, yeah. And obviously the way the, the WWE Network, where we watch all of this is, you go on and the first thing it brings up under Hardcore TV is episode 401. And then you scroll back to wherever you are. So for three years on a weekly basis going in and watching this, give or take, um, you know, pay-per-views and specials in between all the rest of it. We've seen these episodes there, you know, the picture of the Dudleys there, picture of the Blue Boy there. And... And, and kind of moved past them. So to actually press play on them was strange. It felt like I'd made a mistake. It felt like I'd pressed the button too quick. Yeah. Do you know, oh, I know it sounds really like stupid, but the, the little thing that kind of that hit me is at the end of 401, where it didn't try to load up the next episode. Yeah. It naturally, it naturally goes into the next episode. And... Um, yeah, you, you sort of sit there and think, oh, that's so weird. But, um, but yeah, cool, all the same. Um, Strange. We've we've watched all ECW, Hardcore TV and ECW TNN that is on the network. Yeah. We've just watched all of them. So much so that I feel like I even watch the current product less because I was just so engrossed watching 
ACW again all the time. It's going to be weird to be able to watch other stuff. Four years worth. Yeah. I mean, there's been like 15 the next day that I've not watched. Um, (laughs) It's going to be weird without with with turning the network on and not feeling that I need to do my homework because there's always an element. I mean, even with like some of the Rumble stuff this weekend and you know some of the old stuff, you kind of sit there going. Yeah, I really should watch the ECW stuff before I watch anything else because I've got to make sure I've watched that before the pod. Uh, no, you do. You, you, get, you get this day. I don't know. It's it's, um, it's weird. Obviously, excited for um, the pay per view next week. We'll run it down. Yeah, we'll run it down so we get an idea of that. And obviously, it's um, I don't remember watching it. So I'm going. To, it's one of the few things I feel like I'm going to with um, sort of fresh eyes. I remember. I haven't seen it, so sort of end it on a, a show that I haven't seen as such, so, so that'd be cool. I, I We haven't discussed this. This is a conversation that we're having live to tape on air. Um, do you think there is value in us going back and watching ECW One Night Stand 2005 to see whether the nostalgia on it hits differently now we've watched all of it? Hundred percent, because things like you know JT Smith and all the rest of it, I really didn't notice understand or care about. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that shows you a massively hit different, and that will be a special that pops up at some point. Yeah, in five years' time, just like they did. No, <laughs> no, we definitely, we're definitely going to do it. There's, there's still cool bits. It's, it's worth doing. Obviously, the original one that stand, potentially the second one as well with the senior RVD. You know, there's still plenty of stuff. Um, so to... I will I will reference one night stand, especially the second one, um, when we when we when we are talking about this show. But uh, I mean, ECW December December we've already done. It's in it's in the archives. Um, that was one oh, Christmas. I remember um, that not being as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, it, it, it was trash, <laughs> but my expectations were so it, yeah. my expectations were so low. Yeah, yeah, was, but it doesn't make it good. It was just, it was just better than my really low expectations. Yeah, but I'm 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 not I'm not pitching for. But very feddy. It wasn't at ECW WWE, show. ECW or um. No. God, no, can you imagine? Oh, that'd be hard. That'd be a hard watch. Could probably get away with the first episode of ECW, WWE. But so, I couldn't. At some point, and I know I've suggested this a few times, but at some point after this, when the dust settled on the rest of it, I do think a short run of us watching smoke, the, the 10 Smoky Mountains that are on there. Could be interesting. Yeah. To, okay. I mean, there's so many, you know, Candido as NWA champion, the gangsters, including D'Lo. There's, there's so many that... Jer- Jericho and Storm, isn't it? Yeah. Thrill Seekers? Thrill Seekers? Yeah. 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 No, we, we, got... can, we can answer that question as to whether ECW actually stole from Smoking Mountain. Oh, exactly. There's... Even a couple of MLW bits, um, the yep. War Games um, shows always going to be worth it with Extreme Horsemen. That 
there's plenty of stuff we can dip in and out. So, you know, even though we still got a couple of shows of ECW left, there'll definitely be um, life after ECW. You Maybe know, just not every single week. Exactly. So, then, but obviously, at underscore sports ring on Twitter and Instagram, we'll keep people posted. So make sure you still subscribe to us in the podcast and that, and the shows will drop. But absolutely, keep your feet alive. Exactly, but we've still got a lot of extremes to get through first. Um, we're going to kick it off Hardcore TV episode three. We haven't, we haven't, because, and we'll talk a little bit about it, but there's the halfway point in this show that I'm really worried about having to pick my match of the week. Yeah, I understand. Anyway. And if, we, if we'd done the old one, we're almost doing one, one episode a week. Oh my god! Two weeks in a row, I would have been. I mean, one week I would have had nothing. The other week, I would have had to choose between New Jack and the referees. Yeah, you'd have been really fucked. Um, Hardcore TV episode three hundred and ninety-eight, December the ninth, two thousand. Obviously, this is fresh out of the pay-per-view. Um, kicks off with the with the end of the um, Carino promo from the pay-per-view. It's fair enough. Uh, Joey and Joe, welcome to the show. They announced that the Dudley boys are coming back to ECW. A little bit out of nowhere, but fair play. And also, feel they could have done it differently, if I'm honest. Yes. You, you've had this whole feud going on with um, Diamond and Swinger. If he threw it out there in the ring and had the pop to say, I know a couple of guys. You know what I mean, it, it could have been done to create a real moment, not just. Oh, if you head over to ECW, you know, wrestling.com, it mentions Dudley Boys coming back for some reason. I I mean, I think that, you know, them appearing to make the save on Gertner. You know, Gertner cornered by Diamond and, uh, Diamond and Swinger looks as if he's going to, you know, be in trouble, looks as if he's going to beg, out, beg off and then just throws up the... the, the the three fingers and suddenly outrun the Dudley boys. I, I, th- I think you could have got more than... You would have been up there with the Raven Sandman return pops, wouldn't you? Yeah. It would have been a big deal. Um, so basically, they're coming up, we get pay-per-view highlights of Diamond Swinger versus York and Matthews, including the little injury angle afterwards. The highlights of Dreamer versus C.W. Anderson. Um, we get a sing- uh, Simon the Swinger promo talking about how the Dawn Marie plan has been for a long time. CW said that he pinned Dreamer and wants to make him tap. Fair enough. And doesn't agree with Moon in wrestling. He's still continuing that angle. Yeah. Uh, Joey talks which, about Simon which is, which is a shoot on comments that aren't allegedly made. Yeah. Um, but again, it's so inside that you need to know it to know it. Otherwise, it just comes over as this guy being a dick. It comes over as him being a dick anyway, but even more so. Mm. But it kind of it, it works here being a dick though, because he's a dick to those two as well. If they try and do like comedy wrestling, he's straight away just like, "There's no fucking room for this." I'm an Anderson. You know what I mean, he's everything about him sort of suits that. If that makes sense. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it suits his character. Um, yeah, Joey uh, basically talks about Simon Diamond and the Dudley boys. We get tag team highlights from the, the pay per view Doran and Roadkill finally win the big one. We get an FBI promo. Uh, Tony Marmaluke basically said he walked in with his belt, doesn't know what happened, but he didn't leave with it. 
which was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> Guido said that um, they were lucky and it won't happen again. And they're coming home. It's a very passionate FBI promo. It's not like a a normal FBI promo. They're, they're You can tell they're obviously pissed off. They've lost their belts. And he's showing a, a good sort of side to the characters here. Uh, oh, Francine and Justin Credible promo she basically runs him down for losing again um, pay-per-view highlights talk about Mikey and Tajiri's match Steve in the show that's what you said last week it was your match of the week so all tallies up uh, Sinister Minister promo thanks to all the people for all the messages and drugs that were sent to him that assures people that miss out won't affect him uh, he bumps into the blue boy and Jasmine. And that sort of ends there. And they talk again about the Dudley boys coming back. Then it goes to a commercial, comes back, and we talk again about the Dudley boys coming back. Get Rhino promo, Sandy Beach, Spike, RVD, and Cash. Uh, and he said he doesn't give doesn't give a fuck about the fucking Dudleys. <laughs> Bring them all. with <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we have a look back at Rhino and some of the carnage he's caused. Spike then says he's not bothered about the Dudley boys coming back because they won't protect him. They'll never protect him. And if anything, he's always protected them. And Rhino's got a problem with him. Yeah, again, I, I loved it. <laughs> I, I loved it because because it was it was amazing that Spike kind of took away from, you know, he he, he didn't like, you know, allow the distraction from and just the line of, you know, they used to call me to, to protect them. Which, and I, yeah. I also like the fact it wasn't this blurred line of, oh, they've been gone for 10 minutes, so suddenly we're friends again. Yeah. It was still a bit like, no, fuck those two. I don't need them. So that was cool. Um, loads of pay-per-view main event talk. Uh, Jerry Lynn just casually agrees to work with Cyrus. Yeah, in a weird kind of like, you know, <laughs> oh, another... Pimp looking for a whore. Hey, I, I, I think you could do something. Well, you got yourself a new whore. All right, that, that's. Oh, okay. That's good. Strangely, not the weirdest Cyrus Jerry Lynn promo. Uh, we look back at um, Jerry Lynn's year. Get a quick idea of that. Then Sandman cut a promo on Steve Carino, ask if he's willing. To, I mean. <laughs> I understand his promo, but have you even watched a Steve Carino match at this point? Because he asks him if he's willing to bleed to keep the belt, if he's willing to get oh, beaten up and go to Carino hospital. Cut himself so many times, he bleeds when he sneezes at this point. Well, he was, ble- he was bleeding just on the second match in. He gigged just for this promo. Yeah. I just thought, come on. Um, so anyway, victory come in and basically was like, look, no games, just give me the belt. And it kind of um, ended up with Carino and that coming in. They beat up the Sandman. They ran outside celebrating. Then they realised they forgot the belt. Yeah. And there's and um, Carino's just like, no, I'm the champ. I'll go back and get it. And there's this cool kind of visual. You open the door, you see the Sandman there holding the belt, just kind of like waving and challenging him to come in. Um, Jack does go in and just basically gets battered. <clears throat> I thought it was funny, but on the same level, I, I don't like goofy Carino coming back too much. I don't understand no, what he's doing. I, he, he feels like he's regressing. 
I I have the same thing, which is you turn him into a legitimate, you know, blood and gut can mix it up, can take a punch, you know, can can earn his his fight kind of face, um, and then you turn him straight back into chicken shit hill, and. You know, I, I you know I'm not against comedic Carino. I like comedic Carino. I just don't need chicken shit hill Carino for the entire time. You know, him, him trying to be a little bit of a goof and him trying to be you know a twat and then getting called out and putting his money where his mouth is, I'm fine with. But out and out chicken shit heel. Well, you think he's been outsmarted by the Sandman? He's been outsmarted by Just Incredible and Francine. He just, uh, and this is the just... Guy, I mean, that promo of, you know, I know all the dirty tricks. I'm not apologizing for them. I know I did them very well. I'm not apologizing for any of them. You can't pull one over on me. I know them all. And all people are doing is pulling stuff. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's all, all of his stuff, all of his promos and all of his segments seem to want to end with wah, 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 wah. Yeah. And it just. Yeah. It's not as like um, full on like heel or face situation, but it is a whole sort of. This guy's meant to be a face. He's meant to be your world champion. Like, what? What are you doing? But again, you know, he was he was absolutely fucking hot until he got the belt. Yeah, and since since Taz won the heavyweight championship and, and, you know, had exactly the same thing. They've had every single champion that's been absolutely fucking hot until he got the belt, at which point they've kind of gone, I don't know what to do with Mike Awesome, yeah. you know, this huge dominating guy, the gladiator, he's the champion. Cool. Um, tag team with Raven against Dreamer and Tanaka? All right. More yeah, matches with Spike Dudley? Okay. Yeah, no, really, um, yeah, just very super, super strange. That's how we end the show. Um, Hardcore TV, episode 399, December 16th, 2000. We get pay-per-view highlights. Uh, and Francine having a go just incredible again. We get the end of Dreamer CW from the pay-per-view. Uh, we get the CW promo from last week where he's saying he's wanting to tap Dreamer. Um, uh, Swinger and Simon winning at the pay-per-view and then Gertner are bringing the Dudley boys in. Sandman taking the belt from the pay-per-view. Sandman promo from last week and the confrontation with Carino and Carino and that forgetting the belt. And then we get this, which is put down as the network as Dreamer mentoring York and Matthews. Um, so basically... Do you not think this counted as mentoring? No, I don't know. Do you, you, no. you, don't, you don't feel that they were sitting under the learning tree? I mean, they asked me questions. <laughs> so Matthews is basically there injured. And yeah. he won't go to hospital. And York's basically saying you need to go to hospital. Matthews won't go. Then York, Dreamer pipes up and said he'll go when he's ready. Uh, you know, and sort of the whole like, oh, when I was extreme, I sort of knew he knows when to go. 
And then sort of in the next sentence went, you need to go to the hospital. Well, they asked him a question because they were talking about like Dawn Marie. Yeah. And dealing with these pesky females. Yeah. And then they asked Dreamer how he dealt with it. And I was expecting Dreamer to say something about Kimona Wanalea or Bueller or Francine or even Dawn Marie or or, or Woman or, or Missy Hyatt or all of the, the stories that he's been involved in. And he just kind of sighed and then went like, going, oh. it was less kind of, you know, he's there mentoring these two young kids as you bore me. I'm all, I, I can't be bothered with your questions. Fuck off. Yeah. And then he kind of goes with them. Doesn't go with them. Yeah, he stops. He basically goes off and see W. Anderson. He's just like, oh, you might be an Anderson, but I'm a dreamer. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. <laughs> but but it's, it's like, I, I get it. We know you're a dreamer, but it's not. We don't, you know, I get it, but you don't, you don't get it. <laughs> so if we were to try and contextualise this in the modern format, if you look at Prince William and Prince Harry, yeah. who would be dreamer and who would be CW? I think Harry would be CW. I mean, William's got the CW haircut. <laughs> he's, got the, he's got the beard, though. Right. Not Anderson. <laughs> he's a Windsor. So, so that happens. <laughs> uh, uh, and then suddenly, like, we get welcome to the show. Yeah. Like 20 segments in. So I rewound this because I'm sure I heard this welcome to the show segment somewhere else. Uh, I did I did this for a few segments over these episodes because like the the, the rant about um uh, or the, the Gertner interview intro where he's talking about the recount in Florida. Yeah. I'm sure that was on two shows. But I couldn't see it on the second show when I went back to look. And then the Taz promo, spoiler Taz comes back. Um I thought that was on two shows, and when I looked at it, so I, I think they were just all running together in a weird kind of fashion. They all felt really samey, samey. I think you marched the same show twice, for one of I mean, as you said, you know, don't want it to end. <laughs> Let's do it again. Um, so basically, they're welcome to the Backwards. show. They say, they say, if we want to see photos of the Dudley boys, they're on the website. And I thought, oh, here we go. Well, I put it on the show, and you can put it on the website. Well, so so this is photos of their return. Yeah. That's one thing. Um, and I know I'm skipping ahead, but but their entire match is on the website and not on the TV. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's rough. So rough. I don't know whether that's uh, a, a broadcasting thing. Is, is that the WWE agreement of like, but they can't Technically, wrestle on the show. Yeah, this is it. But the, my, my thing is, if you're allowing them to be there, you're just allowing them to be there. As long as they win and you don't bury them, then I can't see why there'd be a gripe. No. no. If they turn around and said, "Oh, yeah, we brought them in and we made them lose," you'll be like, "Well, we've spent the last like two years building them up. We don't really appreciate that." Yeah. But 
Yeah, but they came in and sort of apparently just had loads of fun and beat them. So I don't really get it. But anyway, so that's on the website if anyone wants to see it. Um, Link Lynn and Cyrus in the streets. They're sort of a homeless guy who basically he wouldn't say Jerry Lynn's his favourite wrestler, so they beat him up. Yeah, more highlights. Still not, still not the weirdest Jerry Lynn segment. <laughs> Uh, more pay-per-view highlights and our first guilty as charged plug. Yep. Nova versus your boy um, Julio from the pay-per-view. Yep. So obviously it was the pay-per-view match. Dawn Marie promo said York and Matthews are silly if they think they could handle her. Uh, CW told her to, to go. She said no, said he thought Dreamer would be gone but um, he made a mistake because he should have made him tap. He, sure. thought he, he, would have, he thought he would have beaten Dreamer, moved on, and he'd be gone now. But he can't stop thinking about the fact he pinned him. He didn't make him tap, so he has to continue with Dreamer. So, that's fine. I mean, uh, CW didn't have, like, a, a huge, you know, crippler-style gimmick up until this that I've missed. He wasn't tapping everyone out. No, I don't think so. I thought no, the spine buster was... The spine buster. <clears throat> that's what I thought. So, it's just this weird, suddenly, it's like, you know... Fucking tap. Well, no one else did. He's got to go for everyone again. Yeah, none of them count. Start fresh. Back to Big Cash. Um, Let's go again. HC Lock versus Danny Daniels in the Battle of the Refs. This might this might be the most pointless match, and I think in years to come, if you realize when the last episode of ECW had a ref versus ref match, it was given way too much time. Which is the dark Um, match from the pay per view. Yeah, HC Lock one. Um, yeah, just pointless and moving on. You used this match at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City to try and get the crowd ready and hot for your end of the year pay-per-view. That's outrageous. Um, we get another FBI promo. Uh, said they might cut off the fingers and heads but need to cut off the belts or something. Yeah. It's a weird weird promo. Then they basically said they're champions. They go, Sal, what have you ever done? And he basically said that he beat Scott Hall. In and matches that we didn't get to see. But this is it again, like Scott Hall did two matches. He did he wrestled just incredible and then he wrestled like Big Sal. And you think fucking hell just why is that not on TV just as a match? Just Incredible Scott Hall would be a massive. Yeah, and race. you only know he wrestled Just Incredible because Just Incredible had a promo where he used his catchphrases. And all they did was show photos going, Scott Hall turned up last weekend, but he wasn't under contract. He no, they really... weren't. Well, they weren't even photos of Scott Hall, I don't think. It was just the, the thing on the bottom saying Scott Hall in ECW. Yeah. And then the closest you got to photos was um, the leader of the order. True. And it's just um, very silly. Again, just uh, I know people in the locker room apparently weren't necessarily happy to have him there, but he'd still just like, if you've got this match, just show it, right? And also, but, you know, it's so kind of, you know, the locker room, blah, blah, blah. He's going to get eyes on your product at a point where you've just lost a TV deal. Surely you're, you're, you're just 
thanking him for coming in and turning up. But you could just purely use what he did for Nitro in the spike of the ratings and ham up the story a bit to help him get you a yeah. deal. But this guy's a megastar. He took him from here to here. But um, anyway, so yeah, he beat Finn. Um, we, we get the, the site plug again where they tell us that we can see some Scott Hall picks. Lovely. And um, we did get New Jack versus Angel. I'm glad we're getting fresh matches. I was actually um, a little bit sad about this because this is obviously the last New Jack match we get to see in ECW. Yeah. He's not on the pay-per-view. This is it. So I was a bit sort of like more thinking that just rather than, I mean, the match is what you expect. It's a brawl and, you know, a very beepy promo afterwards. We never got to hear anything that New Jack said. It was pretty much all beat out. But, um, yeah, no, it's a good match. New Jack won. It's, it's fine. But it's just sad because it, it is the last New Jack match in ECW. Yeah. And, and you know, sad that that is, in essence, a dark match on a pay-per-view. Um, bearing in mind what he's meant to, what he's meant to, to, to ECW for, for so many years now. Exactly. Um, With the dives and the violence and the risk-taking and everything. It's sort of just, I mean, again, it wasn't supposed to... I mean, the gangsters' public enemy yeah. was just ridiculous. Gangsters' Dudley boys, and it just goes on and on. Really. Gangsters' Naters. Oh, Cronus, bless him. Um, yes, that happens. So, New Jack wins. Decent match. Uh, decent enough match. And, yeah. Takes us to episode 400. December 23rd, 2000. We finally have stuff, stuff happening, people. So, there's a bit more discussion coming now. Yeah, been, I mean, it's, it's just basically been two highlight saying, shows at this point. At this point, my choices for match of the week would have been uh, New Jack versus Angel again, yeah. um, or the Battle of the Referees. So I was very, very pleased when other matches occurred. No, agreed. So. I thought, like, fair enough, that works. It's cool. Um, so, basically, this, yeah, Hardcore TV, two for uh, 400, December 23rd, just before Christmas. That's it. Two, uh, in year 2000. So, basically, we get Joe and Joey in the ring. Matthews and York come out, followed by Simons and all his gang. They have a little back and forth. York and Matthews are taken out. Dreamer runs down. He's taken out. The Dudley boys return to ECW and they clear the ring. They do the what's up, which again gets good reaction, but it's very feddy. So I thought so, it was a bit of a big move to do that. Yeah, so I um I'm sure I remember, and this is the, the, the one that stand conversation. I'm sure I remember them getting booed for doing the WhatsApp. The they did and and Ray Mysterio got booed for doing the um, 619 and wearing baggy trousers. Yeah, because it wasn't ECW original like garb and, and for instance, you know, the Dudleys needed to be in the tie-dye. Yeah. However, here we are, dying days as it may be, in actual ECW and they're in the camo. Yeah. They're wearing... WWE t-shirts 
Spoiler, mm. Dreamer is wearing a WWE um, uh, Dudley's t-shirt. And they're doing What's Up? Yeah. Just, yeah. So actually, all of that is authentic, original ECW Well, yeah, I mean, they've, they've all done it there. But no, it's, it's, um, it's weird. I understand you'd, you'd pop and go mental for whatever. But yeah, the one-night stand crowd was, um, it was wild what they accepted and what they didn't. Yeah. But and the one-night did... stand crowd, in theory, are the same crowd watching this right here. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, next up, we've got a TV title match. Rhino defended his title against Spike. Dudley. Um, I thought this was better than the pay per view match, if I'm honest. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I, I think it felt like it went on a little bit too long and just ended in a strange place. But I it did. It I liked, I liked the story through the commentators. Basically, Spike's only chance of winning was hitting the acid drop. Yeah, I, I thought that was quite cool. When they were basically just like, this guy has no chance. And as he hits that one move, he's fucked. Um, he didn't hit it. He was griller pressed into the crowds, sort of nod to Bam Bam. Um, a decent enough match. But again, sad like Spike's last match. Yeah. So uh, um, Rhino retained. Interesting because, you know, they, they the, the commentators were talking about how the crowd were trying to get on the back of Rhino and you know trying to, to, to wind him up and actually at that point what the crowd were chanting was choking out um, referencing Rhino choking out Spike Dudley until as the commentators put it he regurgitated in the ring he didn't throw up he regurgitated uh, defeats Mike Bell yep obviously Interesting thing from this, more interesting actual match. Jay, who is Mike Bell? And what is Mike Bell's claim to fame? Uh, well, Mike was famous for introducing the, the, the world-famous finishing move, the Bell End. No, I don't know. So, well, some people consider him a Bell End because <laughs> Mike Bell was the guy who botched two spots against Saturn causing Saturn to lose his head on Jack and shoot on him. Oh. You remember the famous shoot we threw him at the ring on his head and started kicking him and yeah. Saturn got punished with all the moppy gimmick? Yeah. That was, uh, that was Mr. Mike Bell. Yeah. Ooh. So, extreme original. They should have been boys. But this happens. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he had gone to the House of Hardcore, maybe he wouldn't have been taught that way. Oh, lovely transition. We get Doran and Roadkill. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's anything you want to take from this. They basically just build their hearts about the last 32 years journey. Oh, my God. I don't know what we're meant to feel from this promo. Because, I mean, it starts off with them talking about, you know, them paying their dues and basically being treated like shit up and down the road and, you know, embarrassed in front of their home crowds because... You know, people have come to watch him wrestle and, you know, he's, he's just the bell ringer. 
that's all he's got to do on the card and all of this. And then he talks about, you know, just getting absolutely beaten the shit out of a, a House of Hardcore because they were trained at the House of Hardcore by Taz and Terry Saturn, in case you didn't know. Um, and then it turns into this whole kind of like, you know, I want to thank my 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 family and I want to thank this and I want to thank that and we want to thank so-and-so and we want to thank so-and-so. And he wants to thank his mum who passed away whilst he was wrestling. They got words that she'd had a heart attack and died um, and starts getting really emotional because he's talking about his, his, his dead mum. And you're kind of sitting there going, I don't know what, what this this is meant to do because this is this is kind of too earnest for a just a, a, a golly gosh good guys promo you know this is the guy that spent most of the time talking about the, the the women he's been sleeping with and now he's bearing his soul about how important this was to him um and and you know there's a there's a story it's kind of brushed over at this point where um roadkill gets powerbombed so hard that he ends up in a coma joe i know because obviously like not jumping ahead too much taz brings that up taz names the team (laughs) and it's yeah he's jumping around Yeah, Taz names that the team that they were wrestling, who powerbombed him into a legitimate coma for six weeks, was the Dudley boys. Yeah. Jesus. No, it's... um, It's kind of weird that I just... I felt like I had no idea about that. I mean, that's... that's, No. If if true, it's it's horrendous. (laughs) That's awful. Let me see. Whilst whilst we're talking about this, I'm going to see if um, you'll find anything about Wikipedia has anything about uh, has anything about it. I mean, that's something. So basically, they just they just go on it on a few. They explain their um, their whole journey and, and stuff like that. And it's kind of a nice promo, to be fair, because you don't really get many champions doing it. Did they cover it a bit too much? Yeah, probably, but. Um, they deserved it. They, sh- they should have been champions a long time ago. As soon as the belts come back, they were the ones that should have been champions. So it is good they eventually did get the belts, especially as there's only like one week left of the company. It is- it's good they actually did make it and they got to do a promo like this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to hold, hold the belts for a long time. I mean, yeah, technically, yes. Yeah, but, uh, 20 years, still going strong. That's good. Anything? No. Oh. The only thing it does say that that kind of makes me laugh because I almost forgot about it in in the um in the everything that's happened um was uh, originally managed by Miss Congeniality, obviously. Oh yeah, got engaged with the um, the condom ring. Yeah, and then she went off to be Lita. Yeah. Oh. Um. <laughs> there we go. He so retired in twenty twelve. 
Oh, blue. So we've got that promo, then basically we're into our main event of this week, which is the Unholy Alliance, my kids, not the FBI. These guys are so good, they just don't have bad matches as a team, to be fair. No. I mean, it's nice that Unholy Alliance finally got that um, victory back over FBI. Shame wasn't for the belts, obviously, but they did get the victory back. And it's, it's good that you got to see these guys sort of wrestle, you know, one more time before ECW went. Obviously, obviously, didn't know at the time it was going, but it's still good. We've got to see this match again. I don't think Alliance us... won this one. I, I, wasn't this the one that, that they got screwed at the end? They hadn't beaten, then Sal got involved and gets the kiss of death and steals the victory onto Jiren. Well, maybe. I put my notes, they won, but maybe not. No, I think I think it was uh, I think they, it was a screw job at the end. Well, they didn't fucking win anything then, so it's disappointing all the way through for them. Bless. <laughs> Peace to episode 401. We fucking got there. Hardcore TV, December the 30th, 2000. Kicks off with a banger. Cyrus asks his kid who's his favourite wrestler is. The kid says Rob Van Dam. And Jerry Lynn throws a little paddy and storms off. After which Cyrus pays the kid and said, well done. Yeah, so he's pissed off because Rob Van Dam doesn't even work here anymore. Which I thought he did. I thought he was just injured. Especially turns up at the pay per view, didn't he? Yeah, so he's on. He's on on the next pay per view. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was out of contract, but decided to still work it. Maybe the checks were bouncing. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah, we get a ECW tag team title match. Jordan Roadkill coming out to a nice little sort of reaction at Buzz and they came out as champions. They defeated the Baldies and retained the titles. After the match, um, Taz come out, cut a promo, chokes out Evil Ref and basically talks about a promo about how proud he is. Obviously, he talks about him being in a coma for six weeks and stuff like that. And it's generally just a little surprise for the, um, yeah. the crowd. I've got no reason... While the Dudleys and, and Taz were at these shows, like I said, maybe it was because they knew they were going and they came back to say goodbye or something. I, I don't know whether it was ECW asking for a little bit of star power to try and keep interest high and, and get still. They, they obviously knew they were very close to the edge on this, and I think they were trying to see if they could kind of get a little bit of shine just to keep them going um, until until the check came through um, which which sadly doesn't happen no um, Francine's waiting for Just Incredible um, he said he's walking out with the belt tonight she's not so sure she walks off Jasmine was hiding in Just Incredible's car very strange yeah, so the bit I'm confused about Justin Grover walking out with the belt tonight is is there's not a title match on this show. No. But anyway. Um number one contenders match. Uh, hot commodity defeat Bulls and Nova. Something yeah, I mean it was good enough match. 
Do we get hot commodity versus um, Dorian at the pay per view? Uh, we do. Oh, there we go. Cool. Yeah, no, it's it yeah. What do you think of the match? I thought it was decent. I, I, I think this was the right outcome because if Hot Commodity got beat by the non-team of Balls and Nova, and I know at this point Balls Mahoney is a tag team specialist, it doesn't matter who you put him with, he's going to be championship material. Um, but, you know, you've got a team and a not a team. Yeah. So, surely that's that's got to be you'd have to have both win um, yeah it was good it was it, I, I think it, it seems it seems weird like you would have gone into the pay-per-view surely with Dawn and Roadkill versus Unhurried Alliance versus FPI just a triple threat tag madness that would be probably the, the smartest like tag we will, we will talk about triple threat tag madness oh. when we run down the show um, Francine is having a go at Justin again the blue boy walks in and asks if he's liking the management company. Francine seems confused. Justin tells him to go away. We then go to CW at the number locker room, who's basically tapping his wrist as the camera zans out. And he just tells Tommy, get used to that sound. So he's going to make him tap. He does a bit more, but in essence, that's basically what the promo is. Yeah. Uh, we then get Jerry Lynn versus Christian York. Um, Nothing wrong with this match. I just kind of spent the whole time looking at it thinking, wow, this is a dark match. Um, so this is the weirdest promo of a lot of weird promos. Because <laughs> yeah. he sort of runs down a list of accomplishments um, of Jerry Lynn. Yeah. And it's not even like, you know, there's an exaggeration. They're just fucking weird. Yeah. So, like, for instance, you know, the longest reigning ECW heavyweight championship champion. I, I, I don't know why you say that. that. That's just absolutely not accurate. Um, and you can't even, you know, there's not even a caveat as to, you know, because technically. So it's all just. Just like absolute nonsense. Um and and Jerry Lynn cuts a promo, which which bless him, he still shouldn't be doing. Yeah, but you're right. It's it's kind of overshadowed by the fact that this is the last hardcore TV match. No, it is. It's sort of just it's there in the background. Yeah, um, yeah Jerry Lynn. Um, we get. Sort of a highlight stills of basically singer Simon Swinger and CW versus Dream of the Dudleys as exclusive. It's a shame it would be such a perfect match to end Hardcore TV off with. Yeah. yeah. You can sort of semi count it, but you know you really can't. And then we get a nice, <laughs> get the perfect way to end Hardcore TV with Tommy Dreamer <laughs> coming in, his little tapping wrist, doing a promo CW. Um, talking about ECW and um, surviving in ECW and how he basically doesn't feel his arms and legs every day and then basically he's attacked by C.W. Anderson who puts in an arm bar and Dream is there feeling his arms and screaming even though he said he can't feel um, his arms 
I, I, yeah, basically. Um, I do think there is something quite poetic where, you know, he says that ECW is not about wins and losses, it's about survival, knowing that at this point they were desperately trying to survive and that they are about to lose that fight. Um, yeah. But, and, and, you know, again, if you are, if you are writing the script, then Tommy Dreamer, in, in the current bunch of ECW alumni, Tommy Dreamer being the last person on, the last promo on, on ECW um, TV. It's perfect. It makes sense. If, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's weird. And that is basically... Um... How it ends. Uh, obviously, got Mount Rushmore in a second. Um, but quickly, Jay, what was your match of the week? Um, it's the referee. No, it's not. Um, uh, so, as much as um, I want to say it's York versus uh, Jerry Lynn's fairly decent, um, the, the um, FBI versus the Unhappy Alliance just steals the show every single time. Um, I don't think in their entire run together they had a bad match. They always seem to kind of come up with something just slightly different to, to make it special, to make it amazing. And the, 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 just the, the rebirth of Mikey Whipwreck in this role is just fascinating still. Um, so it's that one for me. That's perfect. I, I think it, it was. It makes sense. Um, yeah, obviously we'll do the, the Mount Rushmore, which is obviously based on the last 25 episodes, not an overall Mount Rushmore of the whole journey of ECW. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll probably look back on a bunch of cool stuff. We're going to um, tally up our Mount Rushmores that we do and see who appears the most. We're going to do tag team Mount Rushmore, singles Mount Rushmore. We've got loads of cool stuff coming in. Just yep. talk general memory so that'll be in a few weeks the final rundown so we're not going to talk about hardcore tv and all of it yet because we've got a whole show dedicated to that so don't just think we're we're not talking about the journey that's going to be a whole show where we talk about everything so do it needs a lot of reflection for us to really kind of do decent you know a decent reflection on over 400 episodes of hardcore tv all the way back to 1993 in Eastern Championship Wrestling, all of the people we've seen come through either for like, you know, a match or you know, a, a prolonged run, the, the impact it's had beyond ECW, um, you know, the fact that in 2023, 21, 22 years after it finished, we're talking about a show that ran for a quarter of that time. Yeah. Um, you know, that it needs reflection. It's not a you know thirty seconds on the end of, of the last episode thing. So you know, I, we'll, we'll go away and think about that. And if there's if there's you know things that you if there's if there's Rushmores or or questions or reflections or things that you you'd be interested in in asking and you'd be interested in in us reflecting on and thinking about. You know, if you want us to make the case as to why Super Destroyers still are the most dominant tag team in all of ECW. Um, than at underscore sports arena. You know, tell us, tell us your thoughts, your questions, your your the things that you 
ponder on after reliving the revolution. Hundred percent. I mean, like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun show. So, it, like I said, it's, it's best that's a separate show because there's just too much to cover to do as a At quick rundown at the end. Yeah. At least one. We'll, we'll see how it works out. Um, but for now, we're doing the Mount Rushmore based on the last twenty-five episodes of Hardcore TV and probably TNN. Um, I'll kick it off. Uh, well, first of all, we did the predictions, didn't we? We said that I said we'll be back. And you said there'll be no managers. So there you go. So again, just you know, my my usual disclaimer at this point. Um, Rushmores are not about our favourite wrestlers over the last twenty-five shows. It is about the most prominent wrestlers, the ones who are prominent in the show and are everywhere you look. Whether you are enjoying them being everywhere or whether it's the public enemy. Well, exactly. It would just serve the purpose. Uh, the first person I'm going to go with on my list is probably no surprise. It's going to be Steve Carino. Steve Carino and Jack Victory. Just, just to make because, my prediction uh, wrong. No. <laughs> no, you're right. So, you no, are really right. I really just took him out a bit, but I just kind of felt like with the high spot bit and the bouncing off, I think with Carino, would his journey be the same without victory there? And I think probably not. I think they did need him there for it. So I think they have to roll together. Um, I agree. Carino is on my list as well. Um, With victory or without? His rise to ECW champion, I don't think you can ignore him for for, um, the list. Um, He's on my list with victory. Yeah. Um, I think as a manager and a valet, um, his greatest value, his greatest uh, part to play was during the, the um, Dusty Rhodes feud. I think he did really well to legitimise Carino in the Dusty Rhodes feud. Um, you know, then talking about you know him learning how to throw the left from from. Jack Victory and all the rest of it really kind of put Victory up there as, you know, a little bit of a living legend that he's he's learning from. Um, however, over the last twenty-five, him being a character in the promo was him giving uh, him him actually having something to do, something to say, something to interact with, getting to interact with Carino for Carino um, has really kind of risen it. Um, you know, him in you know, trying to calm Dormery down, him uh, you know, getting excited because he's he's going to go off with Francine, him he, he's just kind of, you know, far more present and, you know, obviously you've got the high spot joke that you and I have been sharing for 20 years now um, <laughs> but, but um, all of that I think means that he has been very important to Carino over the last 25, which is why I've already destroyed my prediction and um, worth it. And, and put him in. All right, so he's both he's first on our list. Who's, who's uh, second on your list? Um, so I'm going to jump around my list ever so slightly, and I'm going to go for a tag team. Oh. Uh, I think over the last 25 episodes we have seen 
uh, the coming of age of the full-blooded Italians. Um, you know, a joke uh, of a faction, um, little Guido kind of a little bit lost in the shuffle at points. Uh, you know, really good matches, usually on one of the matches of the night, but mentioned third behind the likes of Tajiri and Super Crazy. Um, but him and Tony Mameluke with Big Sal have, you know, it, was the, it was the right team to hold the championship. I think they should have won the tournament rather than won it the night after. But it was the right team to hold the championship. It was the right team to kind of bring a little bit of, um, of, of glamour back to the belts after they got destroyed. And um, yeah, I, I think that they've done a really good job. So uh, at the present... Uh, they may or may not have coughed off the Sinister Minister's hands, depending on the day of the week, because that got dropped really bloody quick. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I think they were ever-present and, and did a lot for the tag team division. Actually, I've got FBI. I was, um, I was torn between the FBI and the Unholy Alliance, but purely based on wins... I thought it made more sense to go with the FBI because they had the more victories over them. So I think it made perfect sense to go with them as well. Um, third on my list, of probably no surprise this one. I've gone for Rhino. Yeah. I mean, every show has just generally been built around him for weeks now. So, I mean, obviously, he lost briefly. He straight back in by the fashion. He defeated a lot of the big hitters and um, yeah, he's, he's everything's built around him. So I thought he had to be on there. Um, I think he's a really good poll for me. I just to give a different list more than anything. Um, I went for just incredible and Francine. Um, again, he's on every single show. I, I repeat the qualification. This is not about prefer liking necessarily what he's done because yep. I think he's been pretty garbage for a lot of this um, and Francine I adore Francine I've adored since the moment she she you know got together with the franchise she just absolutely shot through into a different stratosphere of, of you know being the sassy princess that, that we all love um, but they were ever present and they were ever present on, on, you know, her bitching about him not winning the title and refusing him sex because of it. But it was on every fucking show. It was two to three segments a, a, a night. So, um, on that basis, I put credible instead. And, um, I guess who's the fourth on your list? So I had a couple of names here as, as, Possibles for the fourth. Um, so my two honourable mentions to this are Doring and Roadkill and Now and Holy Alliance. Yeah. But I, again, looking at people who have been all over our TV, um, I went for Diamond and Swinger. Um, they've been given a lot of airtime. They've been given a lot of push. They got, you know, CW attached to them. They've got 
angles with the Dudleys, angles with Del Gertner, always interrupting promos, an angle with with um, Tommy Dreamer about retiring him, although he didn't retire. Um, and then, you know, finally, Dawn Marie as well to try and kind of get them above and beyond. Um, yeah, just, just, you know, obviously ones that they were strapping the rocket to. I think it makes sense. I went for um, same group, different sort of thing. I went for C.W. Anderson. Because he's an Anderson. Basically, he's an Anderson. No, I just thought it's just, it's just yeah. He's part, part of it. He's part of the group. So same sort of segments, just different party. I felt the way he sort of shifted up a gear and being sort of moved. I think he's been a great place. But yeah, I could see. Simon Swinger, you could argue all three in a weird yeah, way to end yeah. it as well. But I think they all work as a massive part of the show. Um, yeah, I guess there's no predictions this time. There is no more. No. No, but it's weird, isn't it? It is really weird. It's a really weird way. But yeah, we'll be back next week, obviously, covering the last pay-per-view. And then obviously, we've got a few specials after that. Um, get involved with the conversation at underscore sports arena on Twitter and Instagram. Always the best place to find us talking extreme. Obviously keep sending those t-shirts, custom figures and memories. Cause we always love to talk extreme. Is it probably garbage? Cause we have just watched 401 episodes of hardcore TV. That's all the paper you special. And it needs to be on Um, From shall we run down the card before extreme. we go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's run it down. So this is the last actual ECW pay-per-view. Yep. Um, and we'll do the full card because there's lots of, like, you know, oh, surprise things. So we'll just kind of do as is, bearing in mind that this is a 21-year-old, 22-year-old show. Um, so we have uh, York and Matthews versus Jerry Lynn and Cyrus. Perfect. Uh, Doring and Roadkill versus Hot Commodity, as we know. Nice. Um, we also have Hamrick versus Nova. Fair enough. We have, as we know, the C.W. Anderson, Tommy Dreamer, I Quit match. Yeah. Um, your your three-way dance craziness, Unholy Alliance, FBI, and Cash and Crazy. Oh, nice. To determine the number one contender in the ECW Tag Team Championship. True to their style, they will not recognise that stipulation. <laughs> um, Simon and Swinger. Yeah. Who have obviously got rid of the comedy, so the fact that they have got Dawn Marie, the Blue Boy, and Jasmine Sinclair in their corner. Lovely. Um, take on... Um, our favourite tag team, Chippy Balls. Or oh, Balls and Willie. Balls and Willie, isn't it? Yeah. Um, then we have uh, Carino and Carino versus Just Incredible versus The Sandman. And the tables, ladders, chairs, and canes now. And that's the announced show or, or that's kind of the, the stand card um we then have two matches on top of that 
which is we know that uh, Rhino comes out and challenges the winner of that heavyweight championship match. And then yeah. following that, Jerry Lynn uh, kind of challenges Rhino, but ends up facing a surprise opponent um, who looks to steal the whole fucking show. Oh. Very cool. Little tease. <laughs> Little tease For a 22 um, show. <laughs> no, like that's it. Do we so I don't even remember. I don't think I've seen it. So it'd be good to um, go back and check that out. And like I said, underscore Sports Arena is where you find us. And that is, um, yeah. And thank you for the journey of this one. Look forward to next week. See you later. Yeah, very, very close. Um, and just like Mr. RBD, that was the whole fucking 401 episodes. <laughs>